Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. And it's sad because Antonio is such a great player. He really is. He's a competitor. He plays hard. He works out hard. But, you know, you don't need this already. If, if somebody told me I couldn't wear my neck roll anymore, you know. Or, or, you were famous for that. And I was famous for that. But if they play the sport I love, I'm like, okay, I just I, I can't wear the neck roll. I love it, but I can't. I just wear it in practice. I can't play in it. Derek Dickerson talking about Antonio Brown. Daily drama out of the Oakland Raiders wide receiver. Fired, filed another grievance against the NFL over his not having a full calendar year to find a helmet that works for him. Blah, 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 blah. And Ezekiel Elliott is upset. The Dallas Cowboy owner Jerry Jones said, Zeke who? After the game in Hawaii over the weekend, he called Jones' comment disrespectful. Jones clarified to anyone else to know he's just cracking a joke at Zeke's expense. Man, can't wait to get to the season. Preseason game, Jimmy Garoppolo, well, he might be able to wait to get to the season. One for six for zero yards, and he threw an interception. And I know it's just preseason, it doesn't really matter, but one for six for zero yards and interception. PK that, that sucks. Can't get worse. Throw a second or third pick, maybe? Yeah. Well, you can't get worse than a zero, zero, zero rating. Yeah. You put Absolutely. up worse numbers, but your rating isn't going to be any worse. Former BYU defensive back Kai Nakua. Free agent deal with the Indianapolis Colts. Getting a look here before the season starts. Good for him. Yep. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Ohio State named Georgia transfer Justin Fields as their starting quarterback. Oklahoma named Alabama transfer Jalen Hurts as the Sooners starting quarterback. I saw a number, and it was a kind of a guesstimate because jobs like these hadn't been decided at this point. There could be as many as 30 transfer quarterbacks starting for schools out of the 130 schools in the bowl subdivision. Yeah, I think eight of them transferred out of the SEC. SEC gets all the recruits, and then the freshmen wait a year, look around, and think, uh-oh. Guess in the case of Hurts, a little older than a freshman, but still. Well, Jay, uh, Easton up there in Washington State, it's not a freshman. Actually, I think it's later that they actually transfer. Micah Pittman, Oregon wide receiver, is going to miss six to eight weeks. Shoulder injury suffered during Saturday's scrimmage. He's a true freshman and was expected to uh, help them out right out of the gate here as a freshman, but... He's going to be sidelined six to eight weeks. The end of the show yesterday, the AP Top 25 poll came out. Five pack, 10 teams in the top 25. Oregon at 11, the highest rank. Stanford slides in at 25. Utes were 14, and Washington was 13. It kind of reflects PK, the preseason poll. Oregon, Washington, Utah seem to be all jumbled up somewhere between 10 and 15, regardless of whose power ranking or whose poll. Seems to be the consensus. The general consensus of opinion? Exactly. Don't sleep You're on Washington State. Your sleeper, Washington State at number 23. Keep an eye on the Cougars. Head coach is pretty sure that people are underestimating his team. Thinks he'll be better than that 11-2 and two club from last year. You've pointed that out a time or two. Yep. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag Major League Baseball. Swinging a chopper off the plate, high behind the mound. Fielded by Ramirez, he throws the first wide of the bag. Coming in to score is Trevino, and the Rangers will walk it off. A Baltimore chop, infield hit for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Plates the game-winning run here tonight, scored by Jose Trevino. And the Rangers, who at one point trailed 7-1, win it in 11, 8-7. Couple of teams under 500, dramatic finish there. The Rangers get the win 8 to 7 over the Angels. Both teams three games under right now. The Red Sox trying to get into the wild card race, and they got the bad news. Chris Sale, their ace. Inflammation in his pitching elbow underwent a platelet rich plasma injection. He will be shut down for six weeks, and that's basically what we got left in the regular season. So they think he's going to avoid Tommy John surgery, but Chris Sale done for the year. Your Diamondbacks staying right there in that 500 realm, PK. Right back to 500 with another win, 63 and 63. Very precise. Two kids on one of those uh, teeter-totters. The old seesaw. The balancing act. They beat the Rockies 5-3. to three. Salt Lake Bees lose to Tacoma 8-3. Game two in the series tonight at 8 o'clock. Listen to the game here on the Zone Sports Network. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Christian Capel, Washington Huskies rider for The Athletic. At 8 o'clock, we got Sports Jeopardy, and Hans Olsen is going to join us to talk a little football at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Major League Baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals carry no hit bid into the eighth inning. It gets broken up. But they hold the Brewers to one hit. They beat the Brewers 3 to nothing. The Cardinals, the Brewers, and the Cubs all in the race for both the division title in the National League Central and the wild card. Cardinals now a half game up on the Cubs and three on the Brewers after their 3 nothing win. Arkansas State coach Blake Anderson announced on social media that his wife Wendy has died after a lengthy battle against breast cancer. He's taken a leave of absence from the Red Wolves program. NFL football, 49ers. Get a 24-15 win over the Denver Broncos, but Jimmy Garoppolo struggling, completing just one of six passes and throwing an interception. Top of the Wire brought to you by Zero Res. Zero Res summer sale ends August 31st. Your last chance to get your fourth room clean for free. No soaps, shampoos, or harsh chemicals. Zero Res is the right way to clean. Call today to schedule your cleaning at 801-288-9376. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. From CBS Sports, Ben Kirchival, kind enough to join us. So when you're talking about calling your shot, Ben, who are you taking on calling your shot? I would put Utah in the top ten. I think they have a great defense. They have a lot coming back on offense. Probably one of the most underrated backfields in the country. And uh, Pastoral South's kind of weak this year. I think they'll win a lot of games. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
DJ and PK is brought to you in part by Master Electrical Services. And Master Electrical will light up your day. Give us a call at 801 543 We'll be right on our way. That's 801-543-2222. All right, PK, you got comedy routines going with uh, Kyle Whittingham? Or is he doing it all on his own, more stand-up act? He was toying with you at practice in your announcer voice, and now more comedy. When the AP poll came out, to no one's surprise, Clemson and Alabama were ranked one and two. Now, you could say, well, Alabama not being one, but the way Clemson ended last year, I think it's obvious that at least in that negligible thing that doesn't really matter, they deserve a little bit of the nod, right? So they're ranked one, Alabama's ranked two. And did you know that this is the first time since 2001 that USC, the USC Trojans, are not in the preseason AP poll. Holy freak. They're not in that poll. Now, you could say, well, that's just to stay the program. But, of course, they were in last year, and they didn't even come close to being ranked. So what does that mean? I don't know if it means anything. When I was down there working at Daily Breeze, the guy who covered them, he would start every story, every game story, with the USC Trojans, and it became a running gag <laughs> among the guys on the staff. He never knew that. Cause the he, USC Trojans. Every story, with game story, the USC Trojans. We used to laugh about it. <laughs> Started every story with the USC Trojans. Well, you always want to start writing the game story early. Not necessarily in those days. Not every game was being played. Played at in, night. In the evening, yeah. Had a lot of afternoon football at the Coliseum. You did back then, certainly more than you have now. That's for sure. You, A lot of them you played at your time, and TV worked around you, which seems like an ancient thought philosophy that would never happen in today's world, for sure. Obviously, it's the other way around. Television dictates everything as far as those start times, and that's where the money is, and so that's what you do. We know that. That's a, a problem of today's world in which we live in. But Clemson and Alabama... One and two. And how would you like to play if you're Utah? Not yet, Yuck. Uh, when I give you the f- the finger, which is the index finger, then you play. <laughs> give you the finger. <laughs> you know, you point like you want it now. Yeah, I know. Uh, Wouldn't surprise me if the other finger came out at some point. That's from him, not, uh, not me. Uh, there's a team that's playing Clemson and Alabama this year. That's a hefty schedule. While you're playing Northern Illinois and Chico State, they're playing Alabama and Clemson. Precisely Clemson and Alabama, to be accurate. That's a pretty tough schedule, wouldn't you say? Alabama and Clemson? Yes. Well, you can write in a couple of L's and move on down the road. You don't know that. But paydays. You don't know that. You don't know that at all. They're playing Clemson and Alabama to start the season, even. <laughs> and then they're following it up with a team that Utah won't play. Utah State. Then they go to a team that owned the Suck Dog Staters just a few years back. Cal Poly. Then they got the rival, BYU. 
And then they play. I got to go on the road to play Boise State. How's that for a difficult schedule? Coaches would say that's the kind of schedule that might get you fired. Really? I don't even know who this person is, what their name is to get them fired. This team. Do you have any idea who this team is? I do not. Would you like to guess? Knowing that we've got nine game days until game day, so you better guess. <laughs> Kill some time. <laughs> Clemson and Alabama. To start the season, no less, on the road. Well, yeah, you're not getting Alabama and Clemson to come to your place. Not at all? You don't have any return visits down the line? You know, they don't tend to do a lot of that. It'd be pretty hard to get them both to do it. They don't play 12 games at home, you know? I mean. <laughs> Start the season on the road. Clemson, South Carolina. And then when you're there, you might as well just go down a little bit. It's not that far away. Go south. Play that team down south. Hop, skip, and a jump to Tuscaloosa. Otherwise known as Alabama. And my good friend Dave. Yeah. It is a Utah team who's doing that. There are two Utah teams playing Alabama, but only one Utah team playing Clemson and Alabama. Take a guess. Just take one stab in the old morning. BYU! BYU what? Stab in the morning. BYU. What about BYU? Yeah, which team at BYU? We love BYU. Longtime Cougar Club member right here, right now. The BYU University, BYU Provo. Which team, dog? Volleyball. No. No, because I just said, if you paid attention for once in your life, that the schedule says Clemson, Alabama, Utah State, Cal Poly, BYU, Boise. So it's not the old annual blue and white game four games into the season. Come on. You dope. Give me the schools again. Start it up with the Clemson Tigers. Uh Uh-huh. Then you're over there. Yeah. Might as well go down south, that team down south, uh-huh. play Alabama. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then you play Utah State. Then you, which Utah football, they don't play Utah State. And then you go Rule to them the, out. You go to the San Diego State nemesis, arch nemesis, if you will, mm. Cal Poly. S O L. And then you play BYU. Weber State women's soccer. Close. I knew it with you eventually would come back to soccer. Weber State volleyball. Nope. nope. Cross country. Nope. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Wrong school. Wrong let's, school. Yeah, let's. Wrong uh, school. Wrong school. <laughs> stick with the sport you had initially there. Southern Utah women's soccer. No. UVU women's soccer. No. Oh, I'm exhausted. Well, come on. You just about got it circled. Yeah, exactly. You're <laughs> running up the totem pole. You'll get there eventually. Utah women's soccer. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yes. 
And so we had a little interaction. Kurt Cragthorpe brought that to Kyle Whittingham's attention. Would it impress you to know that a team on this campus is opening the season at Clemson and Alabama? That would impress me to know that. Who is Women's soccer. Women's soccer. That is very impressive. That is very impressive. One of those dates. Thursday and Well, okay. you'll probably play both of them this year, right? <laughs> <laughs> the soccer teams? No, 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 no. Clemson and Alabama. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Get away from me, Kinnan. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Someone revoke his media pass, <laughs> grab that microphone, and step on it. You don't have a media pass to go to practice. Well, you're going to need one. I had a media, uh, a Utah official. Man, that was really clever. <laughs> <laughs> so, aren't they going to play Clemson and Alabama this year? Seems unlikely. Why not dream? <laughs> If you're going to dream, dream the biggest thing possible. It's got to be within the realm of realism, though. And this is within the realm of realism. You can dream that. If you're BYU, you can't dream it. Going to have to be in a Power 5 league. But what is BYU's dream? You're Weber State. You can't dream it. You're Utah State. But you can dream if it's within the realm of realism, in order to achieve, you must dream it first. I mean, I think James Earl Jones said that on uh, Field of Dreams, something like that. I mean, different words, but, you know, the same principle. If you dream it, they will come, something like that. Almost. Yeah, I mean, just mix a few words around, but it's still the same premise. It's got, you got to dream at first. You got to, you got, you have to think that it can happen. You have to believe it might be too strong. That's why I'm going with dream over believe. Did Utah ever dream that it could go into those BCS bowls? And that was such a big deal at the time in 2004. It was just gigantic. Well, two right? things. You always say you have to be chosen for those. You, you can earn the Rose Bowl. There's a clear-cut path. Mm-hmm. But at BCS, you have to be chosen. But the players did dream they could go undefeated in the regular yeah. season. Now, ultimately, I mean, they said it, and Urban went nuts about, well, the media tricked And basically, no, the players just, hey, we're 10-2. and two. We can win those two games. We can do this. So they dreamt it first. They did. They spoke it into existence. And then it happened. Mm-hmm. There was a dream there. And then we know they got it done, and the overwhelming surge at that time, they came along at the right time. You know, it had been earlier, maybe not. BYU in 96 was 12-0. and zero. Uh, Or no, no, not, not 96. Um, 2001. 2000. Yeah. So, 2001, they were told, thanks for right. playing. You're, so, not, you're right. not in. So they're 12-0. and zero. Now, we know we ended up losing. But at the time, they were 12-0, and zero, and they had accomplished everything that Utah had accomplished to that point. But they were told... You're not going to be invited no matter what you do. So you had to break down some barriers. And I think that it's the same thing with Ty Detmer winning the Heisman. The BYU quarterbacks had open doors, broke down barriers, gained publicity, all that stuff. That led to Detmer being able to walk through and get the award. I think a, t- a, c- a team like the Cougars in that uh, era there, when the Croton's first year, they're 12-0 and zero and they were 
there had to be some momentum. So then three years later, the Utes come along, and there was that momentum. We thought, wait a second, how could you be told you're not good enough when you're 12-0? and zero? <laughs> Irregardless if they lost the last couple of games, it doesn't matter. It, at the time, they were told you're not good enough. So that set the table for the Utes then, when they come along three years later, to be undefeated, and they roll into the Fiesta and do their thing and all that stuff. So those players, they dreamed it. What do you think... The Utah players are dreaming right now. What do you think that the BYU players are dreaming right now? What do you think Utah State players are dreaming right now? Because your mind's wandering. You can't help but think about things and what could possibly be. You know, what what are their actual dreams relative to their football team as the season gets underway next week for everybody? Because now's the time to dream it. For the Utes, I think it's Pac-12 championship. They were in the title game, and woulda, coulda, shoulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda, on and on and on, win the conference. That's the next goal. Maybe they are dreaming bigger than that in playoffs. I haven't heard anyone say that. I haven't specifically asked anyone either. I haven't heard anyone specifically asked. Are they dreaming Clemson, Alabama? (laughs) Because they'll get, if you get in the playoff, you get either one of them. You would, you would You're not going to be seated first or second. So you're <laughs> well, going to get either one of them. Even if you're seated second, then one of them is going to be seated third, and you're still going to get them. But you're not going to be seated second. No, you're not. <laughs> so if this playoff is a realistic pl- possibility, and some have mentioned it. Some have mentioned it right here we on got, the show. Yeah? We've had people who cover college football say, yep, I like their chances. I mean, I'm really ticked we don't have a national guy on today, so I can say, hey, what do you think about Utah? That <laughs> is... PK's pet peeve right now, by the way. I'm not doing that, in case you were wondering. So, are they dreaming that? Are they dreaming Clemson, Uh, Alabama? The soccer team, they had a dream. (laughs) They had a dream. (laughs) And they just said, we're going to do it. We're going to pave the way. Clemson and Alabama. Two words, two words. Bring them on. All right. And we'll go there. We'll play anywhere, anytime. You want us to go there? We'll go there. Thank you, Pat Hill. Yeah, thanks, Pat Hill. There's many hills that Pat has climbed. Utah State. uh, I saw in some interviews that they were talking about winning the Mountain West because no one had done that. At Utah State, obviously. Obviously, other schools have won the Mountain West. For 27 so, years. I would assume that that is their goal, to win the conference championship. That's what they're dreaming of, winning the Mountain West. It's a difference between goal and dream. Maybe they're dreaming of more than that. That's what I'm talking about. But I don't. I, that, that's one of those elusive things. You have to be chosen. Win the Mountain many, West. Many are called. Few are chosen. Very few. And it won't be you. Many men eat, but Fu Manchu. Stop. BYU, what are they dreaming? Beat the Utes. Is that their dream? BYU fans, what is your dream? End the streak. What's your dream for this season? Is your dream long term to get in a power five, get out of this purgatory in which you now reside? Which is ironic because purgatory is a Catholic term. Yep. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. But they are somewhat in purgatory, are they not? Not in the group of five, but not in the power five. Is that 
purgatory? In a college football sense, sure. And you folk, you call it paradise, don't you? We call it purgatory. Paradise or prison. Oh, man, that's my options. They're getting narrower and narrower each day. And who decides this? Hope it's not the honor code people. Otherwise, I'm no, no. in a hell of a lot of trouble. <laughs> We're all in trouble if that's the case. <laughs> I need a tender-hearted Jesus to decide this. Or I am do-oo-oo-oomed. That's like five O's. Right. That's what I'm talking about. My winning percentage as far as get to heaven. <laughs> Not really what you'd like. <laughs> so what's your dream, the Cougar fans? Get on our app. What are you dreaming right now? You're dreaming simply beating Utah. You beat them 10-7. to 7, You take it. Or do you have bigger dreams? Because when you're dreaming, the mind can really wander. It's not about goals. It's about dreaming. And when you dream, it tends to be bigger. We're allowing you. We're going Aerosmith on this Tuesday morning. Screech it. Dream on. Or do you want something? Dream. Nope, nope, nope. Dream, dream, dream. Nope, nope, nope. Dream. I speak for a lot of people. Back to the Aerosmith. People say I'm crazy. Dreaming my life away. Like that song. Any other tunes with dream in them? Watching the wheels go round. Because i got to speak your language, because if I do anything today, it's gonna, you're going to look at me like, what are you talking about? No, go ahead. Hit it. Your favorite country dream song. Ready? Go. And you're going to look at me like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but somebody <laughs> out there will nod their head, so we'll do the show for them and not for me. <laughs> what songs are out there with dream? Because this is the last week you can dream. And the good Lord. Right. The good Lord, take you away. I hope he's good in my case. When's my time to go? Because this is the last week you can dream. Because next week is reality. <laughs> you know, it's not about dreaming. Next week you can look at the scoreboard and there went that dream up in smoke. Half the, half the country will have a loss. Might be, yeah. Depending on your particular team and who you're opening with. These dreams. I've, I've typed dreams in for lyrics. 74 songs. Really? With the lyrics dream in them. There's got to be. First thing I thought is, there's got to be more than 74. Come on. I don't know. Using variations of dream, I'm sure you'd find a lot more. Dreaming, dreams, right. yeah. Get to it already. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's Van Halen. They love their intros. <laughs> the Van Halen Brothers. All right. Any day now. <laughs> Telling you. Never mind, Yock. The moment's fast. <laughs> this is your chance to dream. What are you dreaming of? Or do you, you know, you, you, are your dreams bigger than just the season? Not yeah. this close to the opener. You're dreaming about the season. 
Uh, but yeah, you could extend the dream. Like Utah, are they really a powerhouse to stay? Or is this just a sequence of events that broke their way? Well, my immediate reaction was nobody in the Pac-12 is a powerhouse to stay. I mean, Washington has had some pretty good runs, but they also had no one 12. Oh, that's a U- long time ago. USC, uh, that was a great decade, and then the next decade's not so good. But that's kind of the story of USC yeah, football. There are decades. The decade's plenty good enough. Okay. Well, you say, here to stay. For I mean, a decade? Everybody's that's up. That's a at- long time, man. You want guarantees beyond 10 years in sports? You've got to be kidding me. You're not going to get it. So, so how, how many years? 10 years. Well, I think that they should be pretty good as long as Kyle is there. You're but not going to be there 10 years. I, you've, you've told us that many times, and I believe you. So I think they're pretty good while Kyle's here, but even then I don't know that they're going to be chosen to win the league every year. Is that the power? I mean, it seems like Kyle's pretty much got the nine-win thing down. Well, you're first or second. Are they going to be fir- chosen first or second for the next uh, eight years? I'll say no. So they're not a power to stay for the foreseeable. And 10 years is certainly the foreseeable. Is this, are they really legitimate? And they're legitimate this year, and that's great. But are they really legitimate football program that belongs on the national conversation? Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we know the ones. Ohio State, whether they have a the or not. They're in the conversation every single year. Right now, the only Pac-12 team I'd be comfortable saying that about is Washington. Chris Peterson seems to have a go in two conference titles in three years. Uh, if he coaches another five or ten years at Washington, nobody's surprised. He's young enough he could do that. Kyle could go five years. I mean, he could go ten, but you've hinted a million times that he's not going ten, and certainly at the age he's at now, lots of coaches wouldn't go ten. No, there's That's no not hint. Surprising. He's not going ten. Right. <laughs> he's not going. So he will not be coaching there. Will they be the picked? Season he turns seventy. I, I think that the last time you know they had a good group of players go through there, they had a good run of three years of nine or ten wins, and then they had a year they had to reload. They didn't lose many guys last year, but they were all key guys. Have they built staying power? Or are they still going to have to roll out a 7-6 and six season or reload? Or was it just a circumstance of events that broke their way? I mean, you have to look at, just as they were coming into their prime, the South was changing coaches 4-5 to five with the 5th decent, if not strong, possibility this season in Helton. The other four all changed. And Tyler Huntley became the starting quarterback. From the time he's the starting quarterback to the time he ends his college career. Everybody's changing. If Clay Helton gets run. <laughs> yes. And then you have two, three guys who decide they need to come back for a senior season. Which rarely happens. Could have lost yeah. an eye. They had Marcus Williams leave. They had Bradley, Moss. Um, Moss. Garrett Bowles leave. Uh, Fotu, he decides to stay. Kyle was asked to compare Fotu to uh, Haloti Nada, and he backed that up in a hurry yesterday. What do you mean he backed it up? 
Yeah, I, I don't want to compare those. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But then the question response was uh, high school, and I don't even think he wanted to go there. Uh, and he got defensive there for a second. Uh, so is this just a, things broke their way, or they have they've built – now they're going to be in the conversation for years to come. Because he's going to be there next year. And he's going to be there the year after. And I would dare say the year after that. <laughs> I'm counting in my head. Uh, well, they got to break in a new quarterback next year, and that tends to get you, you know, will they be picked to win the Clemson league? Clemson broke in a new quarterback last year. They did. Yeah. But I don't think Utah's at Clemson's level, nor do I think anyone thinks that. I think Clemson and Alabama have run off and hid from college football. You don't need to be in their level to be talked about because they're their level, but they've got to play somebody in the playoff. Eventually, they're going to play each other, but they have to play somebody first to get to each other. So are the Utes at that level? Uh, I would say no. Alabama won a title with a freshman quarterback. Washington's the team. If someone in the Pac-12 is going to be talked about like that, people are going to talk about Washington. Everybody else, year to year. Maybe. Maybe next year we'll talk about it big. We'll have to see how some underclassmen play this year. So how would you describe their ascension? It's more than a fluke. But where does it come in on the pecking order? Where, what, would you, what would you say... Because plenty of teams have had moments in the sun. The Devils have fired every coach since 87. And every single one of them had a beautiful moment in the sun. Well, Kyle seems to consistently do 9 or 10 wins. But when you're talking about who's the coaches that you can count on to be in the Commerce Championship discussion repeatedly... Stanford and Washington. Washington more than Stanford lately. You know, Stanford peaked a little bit and maybe is back kind of where USC is. Like, yeah, I think you can fall out of bed and hit nine wins. But I'm not picking to win the conference all the time anymore. So it depends on how big a period you want to look at. Yeah, well, and Stanford didn't get picked first or second. Yeah, I know. So you don't have to – my point is you don't have to be picked to win the conference. But if you're picked first or second – you should be logically in the discussion to win the conference. You know, whatever conference. Those are conferences just unbelievably top-heavy. And if that's well, second that's, place that's, team, I was just considering that. The North, I think there's four teams that are respected as being on that fall out of bed, hit nine wins. I think Oregon's back to it. Which is odd because they haven't actually done it recently, but it's been a weird story for Oregon. And USC is usually on that list, but they're not right now. I expect they'll get back to it, but they're not now. So, so it's, it's weird that one there's, one, pony there's one in the south and four in the north. Do they have, so you pick the Utes to be in this discussion for the next several years? Yeah, as long as Kyle is there. I think they're a 9 or 10 win team. Yeah, but he's been there for eight years and they haven't been, so I don't think that just having him there, that's the panacea. Well, you have to do it at the Pac-12 level and the fact that they've done it four out of five years now, I think 
people expect them to be in that nine or ten win range, which ought to put you in the discussion to win yeah, the nine division. Or ten, if you a third of that nine or ten is cream puff. Okay, so that's still so, six. And, that's still six and three. And six and three puts you in the discussion, and only get it done occasionally. But at six and three, if someone's going to win it at eight and one, I mean, it'll be November before they get separation from you. So you're in the discussion. Okay. Whatever that level is right below conference championship, I think Utah is reliably on that level. Then in any given year, maybe they're better than that. Yeah, you see, I'm not so sure. You want to put them on the four and five, five and four level, that's all you can trust them to do, which puts you reliably in the middle of the conference, but not reliably in the discussion of winning. They've the built with this group. But after this year, you got to build with another group. Back to the point about, you know, are they the team that needs a 7-6 and six to reload? Are they that program? Can you keep it going? Because this is a great test for Chris Peterson. Because he had Browning and uh, Gaskin and mm-hmm. a he number a, of guys. He had a core of guys. And now they're gone. And they were responsible. That core of guys was largely responsible for their two and so now you, titles. Now you have to reload with this group. We we saw Oregon do all that with Chip Kelly and his recruiting guys funneling him guys to his program. All right. He went away. They went away. And then the Ducks went away. They did. They done did. Where'd you go, guys? Right. Oh, we went to 4-8. and eight. We'll be back. Yeah. So can they do it? Oregon is just basically a hooker. They are. Hate him. Hate him with a passion. Sounded like I was like 100 miles away there. It did. I thought that was my headphones. You heard that too? No. <laughs> I'm right here. Let's try this again. Oregon is just basically <laughs> a hooker. It's okay to have me 100 miles away. In fact, a lot of people would prefer that. So they got their money. But their connections in the recruiting world and whatnot, it went away. So can they do it? Stanford has, to a, de- to a good degree, have been a model of consistency. I wouldn't sleep on Stanford at all. I think last year they really were besieged by injury. And everyone has them. Some years are worse than others. But since the Pac-12 went from 10 to 12, yeah. they've won three of the eight championships. Right. So I wouldn't sleep on them. I don't think this is the new version of Stanford. And they're going to be good, but they're not going to be great. Now, you have to look at Stanford, too, and tip your hat to these guys because they don't play Cupcake City like you do. Notre Dame every year. They'll throw a home-and-home with Northwestern on top of it. And yeah, we'll going, play a Big Ten school. They're going to freaking Florida this year. Look at their schedule. David Shaw talked about it. UCF. Wasn't UCF when we scheduled him, he said. And they got to get on a plane and go all the way over there. Meanwhile, your conference schedule has zero power fives. Come on, guys. And I know you're listening. You got to beef it up. You just If you want to be a big dog, you got to schedule like a big dog. Especially out here. Clemson and Alabama can get away with it. Our schools can't. So Oregon, Stanford, Washington. 
I want to say the Utes. I desperately want to say and the Utes. The other guys have multiple conference titles. Now, you can say Oregon's were too long ago, like you said, when they were funneling players and Chip Kelly was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see if they get back I, this I just went with eight since they went to Pac-12. That's when the Utes came in, so let's start the comparisons there. Yeah, yeah, but fine, Oregon fine, fine. won the last two when it was 10, so you know, an Oregon fan would get on the phone and say, well, yeah, it's two out of eight, but it's four out of 10. Yeah, oh, that's fine, fine. But we're talking about now. Yeah. Well, okay. And it's one out of seven and none of the last four. The great test for the Utes will be next year. To see if they have to rebuild or if they get to reload. Yes. If, they're in the, if they are strongly in the mix, not because somebody has to be in the mix. I was, about to say, I was about to say, well, they could be the pick in the Pac-12 South, but everybody could look at them and go, yeah, you'll win the South, but you're going to win it at six and three. You're not built yeah, for more than that. Yeah, but I think we'll know, we'll know far more next year than we know this year about next year. Right. We have to see how the underclassmen play. Exactly. Yes. Some guy who didn't do much as a freshman could be really good as a sophomore, Precisely. and we could think as a junior, this or guy is going to be a freshman, and we're not thinking of him doing much now. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5. So what do we decide? Oregon. So Washington and Stanford are on one tier. Oregon and USC, you want to put there, but you can't really. The Utes, as far as a program, this year they don't, as far as being legit, they don't have anything to prove. Now they got to go win the games. But as far as being a program going forward, next year is a huge where does, year for Where them. does Washington State fit in all of this? Because they haven't won the conference. Right, but you got to win it once. Right. You at least got to win the, the division once before I put you at that level, which I am putting in this year. And. But we got to go, man. Didn't you hear him say we got to go? He said it like five times. All right, we got to go. Look at a freaking time. We'll get back to it later. We got to go. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hanson Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. All right. We are so close now. A week from Thursday, it's the Utes and the Cougars. We're into single digits. Nine days out, Yach. The number nine. That is a figure in the rivalry. Let's talk about the most famous number nine probably in rivalry history, and that would be Jim McMahon, BYU quarterback. Led BYU as a starter against Utah to a 2-1 record. He was injured in his first rivalry game, passing for 243 yards before leaving the game early when Utah came back to win 23-22 in 1978. Of course, he redshirted famously in 1979 behind Mark Wilson before returning in 1980 and 81, leading BYU to back-to-back blowouts of the Utes. 56 to 10 and 50, oh sorry 56 to 6 and 56 to 28 in 1980 and 81 on his way to 10,000 career passing yards it's not the number nine I thought you were going to go with who do you think I was going to go with I thought you were going to go with the fact that the longest win streak for both schools in this we've done that a few times so well, I know but now we're on the number nine I know but all right 
Nine straight from the Cougars in the 70s and 80s, and for the Utes, is back in the 20s and 30s. And now the Utes can tie that with a ninth straight win right here. Is McMahon the best quarterback this state has ever seen at the collegiate level? It's a very strong argument to be made there. Because certainly at the pro level, it's Steve Young. MVP, Super Bowl, Correct. Hall of Fame, blah, blah, blah. I mean, his, his credentials are impeccable. But having never seen Steve Young play at the collegiate level, I can only go by you know, watching tape and what I've heard. And McMahon has spoken with such reverence. If you were to rank the quarterbacks in the state or just ex- exclusively to BYU, is he number one based on college career? Not the professionals, but the college. Based on the college career, uh, not having seen all of one that people are going to rank, I would think so. I would think he's one in Detmers, too. Bosco's got the undefeated team, so he's going to have to be in there. I didn't see Giff Nielsen. Read about it, won a lot, threw for a lot of yards. Mark Wilson, too. So you got Mark Wilson, too, now? No, no, no. Also... Where does Sarkeesian fit in there for the 14-1 campaign? J.C. guy, a little unusual, but two years as a starter, there's a lot of BYU quarterbacks who that's what they had two years as a starter. Okay. Anybody else? Well, you can go recently and say uh, <clears throat> Max Hall and John Beck, where do they fit? And Max Hall, the winningest quarterback. He's the winningest, yes. Has the most wins of any any quarterback Doesn't he have to be on there somewhere? Well, I think the older guys Absolutely. would say they got to play more games. And that's, again, he got to be a three-year starter, and they well, weren't yeah, playing 11-game seasons beat out anymore. Other guys. It's not like he just beat out junior high guys. He got to play because he was the best guy in the program to play. Earlier, they had so many good guys in the program to play. That was part of the problem. Beat him out. Yeah, you can go with Why that. is that a problem? Competition is now a problem? <laughs> That's not the point, and you know it, but this is what you're good at. <laughs> what are you talking about? You said I literally the had problem. That's not a they problem. They literally had multiple all-conference. I don't know. Maybe they had multiple All-American quarterbacks at the same time. Yeah, that but would I can also argue that, well, back in their day, nobody knew how to defend a pass. So by the time Max <laughs> Hall got around, everybody knew how to defend everything. So you couldn't have these little white dudes running around getting open all all day long because nobody was could defend them. They were all baffled. When Max came along, he had to play Oklahoma. And he freaking beat Oklahoma. And so everybody knew how to defend the pass in Max's era. What are you downgrading Max Hall for? That's because you're Channel 2 and you're tied with the Utes and he said he hated everything about him? And classless? <laughs> Now I see. Now it's the vision has become crystal clear. <laughs> the vision. Need a drink of water. Is that capitalized when you say it like that? The vision. Or is it just in the little clues? Why do you opt it? You, you freaking always bring in religion. I'm so sick of it. Jeez. <laughs> Everything to you. Everyone. Dude, if I wanted to be one, I would be one, okay? Everyone knows who brings religion into the discussion. Yeah, but I do it as a joke. You subliminally asking me about the vision. I see where you're going with that. I I, I get it. 
Subtle, subtle, subtle. That's you. I tend to be over the head. We understand the roles we play and who we are, but I get you. Well, vision. Then we, then we vision better go to break capitalized. because it's late. Yeah, I understand where you're going, and then you're trying to bait me in, and so then I start asking questions. Christian Cable, Washington Huskies beat writer for the Athletic, talking about you, Dub. Next on 97.5 at 1280 the zone.